Challenge. Very exciting. We're going to catch up with Danny Hicks in a little while. Prepping up for the 19th Asian Games. Let's pretend we're not doing an audio test, Danny, and say hello now, shall we? How are you? Hello. Hello from Hangzhou. I can hear you. That's brilliant. Where All are you? Right. It's working. It's great. Where are you? What's what's? We've... It looks very sporty where you are. Or either that or an MFI factory. Media centre. Oh, okay. I'm in the main media centre of the 19th Asian Games here in Hangzhou in China, about 100 miles uh, southwest of Shanghai, and uh, where it's been pretty damp and miserly all week so far, yeah. but uh, quite refreshing after the very hot weather warnings and all that in Hong Kong. So, yeah, it's <laughs> been okay. Um, opening ceremony tomorrow, a few things going on already, so uh, I'll bring you up to speed. Yeah, nice one. What's happening here? Nice one. The audio works, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, <laughs> it does. And I'm very happy to tell you, we can do Facebook Live. So if you've got any questions for Danny, what's going on, you know, what's happening today, what's happening in the ceremony, what about Hong Kong people, anything you like, really, catch him on Facebook Live in, I'd say, exactly, exactly five minutes from now. Oh, friend and I started smoking in our teens. I quit two years ago after knowing he had a stroke. The doctor said there is a strong link between stroke and smoking. Five years after quitting, the risk of stroke can be reduced to that of a non-smoker. Health is the most important thing for me and for my family. I will never smoke again. Quit now. Call 1-833-183. Take a happy ride with Joyo Card. Just tap and feel the joy of getting around. 
Hey pals over 65, you must apply for a Joy U card in phases by the end of this year. Your current octopus will not be covered under the $2 scheme in future. Hong Kong residents born in 1938 or before must apply for a Joy U card in September and October via Octopus app or by post. For details, visit the Joy U card website or call 3147-1388.
Tiesto on Radio 3 and drifting One Republic before that and it was run. So as promised, we're about to go and catch up with Danny Hicks for Sports and All live from Hangzhou where the build-up to the Asian Games, which officially kicks off tomorrow, is well and truly happening. Let me invite you to join us on Facebook Live as we say hi to Danny from the hustling, bustling media room. Oh yeah, again. Yes, certainly. I've been here a couple of days already, but it's certainly uh, ramped up the busyness of the media room today with a day to go to the official opening ceremony of the 19th Asian Games here in Hangzhou. Should have been here a year ago, but COVID... So it's still being called 2022, isn't it? It's 2022 Asian Games, but it's 2023. It's like the 2020 Tokyo Olympics in 2021. But yeah, yeah, opening ceremony tomorrow night, 8 o'clock tomorrow night, just across the way here in the big... Rosebud Stadium, uh, the main sort of Olympic-type stadium. Here. Beautiful piece of work, that, by the way. I mean, what's it like inside? I don't know. I haven't been in there yet. Oh. We're, we're trying to find out how to, how to get in. But, okay. um, no, we've, you know, there's no events going on in there at the moment, so we haven't been allowed in. But uh, it does look spectacular from the outside. And um, Xi Jinping will be at the opening ceremony tomorrow night. And they're not going to have fireworks, unusually, for a Chinese opening ceremony. wonder they're if they can a- go laser and stuff. Yeah, it's going to be a digital light show. So I think it's going to be drones and, oh, they are you know, wonderful. It's going to be, you, they're massive. It's, when, going to be some, yeah. it's going to be something very fancy. You can, you can bet your life on that. So yeah, opening ceremony tomorrow. But as like the Olymp, for people who don't really know the Asian Games, the Olymp- Asian Games is an Olympic size multi sports event. If those of you are on Facebook Live at the moment, see behind me, this is the main media workroom of the main media center where our journalists, uh, people like us, do our work from. Certainly where we're in the, in, in the main media centre here, big screen up behind showing beach volleyball at the moment, which the preliminaries are going on. There's some screens to the side right behind me that are showing all the other sports going on at the moment. We can get audio from them plugged in at our desk so we can keep up with everything. But it really is just like the Olympic. The, the media operation is huge, very comparable to Tokyo when I was there. Uh, just down that you go out the doors in front of me and you turn right and you've got the International Broadcasting Centre where all the all the broadcasters and TV people will be sending their signals from, all the commentators are seeing. You've got the host broadcasting down there. It's absolutely an enormous complex here in a big expo centre in, in Hangzhou. And uh, we're right next door to the swimming centre, the aquatic centre. Tennis will be played right here on the doorstep. Squash courts are just down the way yeah. and the main stadium which will host athletics and football final and things like that it's just cross away as i say and then there are loads of venues there's 54 venues in all 40 sports and there's 32 sports in the olympics there's 40 sports in the asian games 12 and a half thousand athletes here there was 12 uh sorry 11,400 in tokyo at the olympics to give you a comparison so it's actually it's the largest asian games ever in terms of participation and it's bigger than the Olympics. So um, it's quite incredible, the, the, the operation here. We're out, we're about three kilometers away. We're staying in a media village, which is next to the athletes village, which is basically a, a huge housing estate that's all brand new apartments we're living in. And um, they are going to be handed over to the people who've actually bought them after the games are over. Mm. Um, who've, had to wait, who've had to wait an extra year to get their hands on their apartments because uh, it's been waiting for us to yeah. live in. But yeah, you can see the media operation behind us. You know, we've got we've got journalists and media from all over Asia. Someone from Thailand sitting over there. I can see we've got you know Middle East, uh, China obviously out. Chinese media obviously out in force for their home Asian Games, and uh, it's really building up the atmosphere towards 
the main action, which gets underway Sunday, opening ceremony tomorrow. But we have had some things happening this week, notably the football preliminaries. Um, second round of games last night for a lot of teams. China won their second game, so they're through to the last 16. They won 4-0 last night. Uh, South Korea, the defending champions from Jakarta in 2018, five years ago. It should be four years ago, about five years ago. South Korea uh, in Jakarta won with the likes of Song Hyun Min and so on in their side. Um, not quite as many star names, but Lee Kang-in of uh, Paris Saint-Germain has just arrived today, flown in. He's missed the first two group games because he had to play in the Champions League this week. Paris Saint-Germain, but he's arrived now to uh, play for South Korea. He's probably the superstar in the football uh, this year, and uh, he will play in South Korea's final group game on Sunday. It's a little run out, and it's an under-23, under-24 side. So he's not really played with any of them before, but he's got the luxury of it. It'll be a bit of a practice match because South Korea are also through to the last 16 and will top their group, having won 9-0 against QA in their opener and 4-0 last night in their second game. So uh, he can get a bit of a run out before the real action starts when we get to the last 16 next week. So I say China through, uh, South Korea through, and North Korea have turned up. We didn't know whether turned they'd be up. here or not, but they've turned up. <laughs> Just hitched well, they've down. Not taken part, they've not taken part in any international sporting competitions no. since before the pandemic. And their borders have been locked down. But the North Korean team are here and the North Korean football team are here. And they've won 2-0 and 1-0 so far. So they're on the verge of a last six. Last time you got excited about them was the ladies' weightlifting, wasn't it? Yes, and... Uh, I've looked on the entry list and they all seem to be back again. Yeah, so, um, you'll love that. That will be interesting because we haven't seen or heard from any of them for about three or four years and they've been locked away with no doping controls. Now, far be it from me to cast any aspersions on any weightlifters, but it does seem strange that every four years, these weightlifters that we don't see for four years turn up in the Asian Games, break world records and win gold medals. But uh, we shall see what happens um, when the weightlifting kicks off next week. Boxing will start on Sunday. All the main events start so swimming the first week, athletics the second week, as we have in the Olympics. And, of course, in swimming, we'll have Hong Kong Siobhan Hohe, mm. double Olympic silver medalist, going for gold in 100 to 200 metres freestyle here and and, a, and will be a favourite for gold. But Chinese swimmers are always strong, especially at their home Asian Games. Um, and so she may not have it all her own way. Uh, talking of Hong Kong, um, the cricket preliminaries have already started. Now, we've already seen India yesterday and Pakistan get through to the women's semi-finals uh, after both their games were rained off and they got through on, on the basis that they had uh, higher world rankings than Malaysia and Indonesia, respectively, who they were playing. This morning, we've had the third quarter final in which Sri Lanka have beaten Thailand yep. in a, in a rain-reduced game to 15 overs, T20 cricket this, and at 2 o'clock, Hong Kong will bid to reach semi-final, where I believe they will play Pakistan if they get there against Bangladesh. Uh, so they've got one shot at it. It's like a preliminary. It's one shot and you're out. They, they, they could be home before the opening ceremony if they lose today. But uh, they're going to have their work cut out against Bangladesh, who, of course, are a test-playing nation and a strong even in women's mm. cricket. So Hong Kong against Bangladesh this afternoon. Come on, the Hong Kong girls, and see if they can line up a semi-final on Sunday against one of the one of the big teams. Yeah, let's say hi to Tommy, who joins us on our Facebook Live feed. He says Hong Kong Sevens lads to retain the trophy, question mark? Well, you know, they, it's always them, Korea or Japan, isn't it? And Japan are the Japan and Hong Kong are, will be the favourites. Uh, yeah, they, they could. Um, but you know what Sevens is like. 
Yeah. It's all on the day. It's fast and furious. It's seven minutes each half. You know, one score here, one one drop ball there, one turnover there can yeah. here or there can. Well, we wish him very well, but have you got a feeling whole, on this, yeah. or are you literally just going to wait and see? Well, I I was really pleased when they won it five years ago in Jakarta. I thought they they had a fantastic tournament, but you know, it's very hard to defend sometimes, and you know, Japan will be coming for them. Um, Let's see how it goes. It's going to be interesting conditions. You know, it, it, it's, I say it's been raining and wet the last few days. If that continues in, into the sevens next week, you're going to have greasy ball and mm. all the rest of it. it can 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 be a bit of a level of that. But uh, I think, you know, on paper, Hong Kong certainly one of, if not the favourites. Right. Um, but we know anything can happen in sevens. I'll tell you what, since the Olympics, some, some heroes have been born in Hong Kong. And the one discipline that loads of little kids here are really into is, of course, fencing. Fencing, yes, and they've got a very strong team here, Hong Kong. And they have indeed. The, the talk of, uh, funnily enough, we at AFB did a did a little feature on the Hong Kong fencing and why they're so good at it. Edgar uh, Edgar Chung Long, of course, who won gold medal in Tokyo, is here leading the charge. And uh, funnily enough, the China Daily used it on their back page as their main sports piece yesterday. So uh, kudos to us. Uh, but yeah, the fencing team here very strong. A few other medal hopes Hong Kong will have, you know, in in various things. And and been watching the table tennis preliminaries this morning on the big screen here and there was a little 14 year old from macau yeah playing one of the top players from china i mean she lost in straight games but uh i mean she didn't she didn't look more she's 14 she looked about 10 years old bless her and um she gave it a really good go this mm. this little girl from macau this morning against a, a one of the top names from china xing tong so um yeah there's it, always that and you get the unusual sports here at the Asian Games as well. The ones you don't see in the Olympics. I say there's 40 sports in the Asian Games, 32 in the Olympics. There's only one Olympic sport not being competed here. Yeah. That's surfing. Uh, so there's 31 of the 32 Olympic sports that you'll see in Paris next year. Yeah. But there's nine kind of uniquely Asian game sports. Squash is one of them. But you've got things like Shanky, which is Chinese chess, Go, chess. Um, and then you've got the kind of asian martial arts so you've got like wushu, wushu that's Kurash, massive too that's a, and then you've got you're here and then you've yeah and the one i really like watching which is incredible is sepak takro i don't know if anyone's ever seen it but it's it's like volleyball played with the foot okay and it's incredible it's basically volleyball with a with played with the foot and it's like a rattan light ball that they kick yeah and the same rules as volleyball but you can only hit it with your feet and the acrobatics and the skills involved in that. I mean, Lionel Messi would be jealous if mm. he saw what they could do with a feet. If you're with us right now and you'd like to catch up with Danny Hicks, he's live from Hangzhou. It's the build-up to the Asian Games, the 19th Asian Games. He's firmly squished into the media centre. The picture and the sound, fingers crossed, are great, so that's lovely. We can really hear you clearly, see what's going yeah. on there. Facebook Live, The Brew, ask away. And a big hello to Aussie Dave. How are you? Go on, then. <laughs> hello, Dave. How are you doing? Um, yeah, not not many Australians here. Although one of my colleagues is Australian, Oof. so uh, obviously Australia not in the not in the uh, not in the Asian Games. Let me have a question for you here, Danny. So I mentioned the Olympics just now. We were following the University mm. Games a little while ago. Since the Olympics, yeah. really, some 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 role models have been created for Hong Kong kids. Mm. Do you see that the Asian Games has far more of a place? now perhaps in the big big picture not just for sports excellence but mm. for advocating young talent and all of the above 
I think gold medals in any sport or medals in any sport are currency for sports too. You know, it enables them to get elite funding from governments. It enables them to bring through the next generation. And as you say, it rightly inspires kids to take up the sport and have a go. If they see Edgar Junkalong winning a he gold medal, if they see, yeah. they see Tiffany Chan on the golf course, they see um, Siobhan Hoy in the swimming pool winning medals, they turn around to their to their mums and dads and say, well, I'd like to have a go at that. Can you take me swimming? Can you take me to a fencing club? And the sport grows, you know, yeah. almost organically. You don't need the input. And then as long as the funding's there to support those kids coming okay. through, which it will be success, breed success, sponsorship and so on, then then things can grow. But Hong Kong, you know, mm. we've only got 7 million people. Good, people so, so. expect a bit too much sometimes. Competing against 1.4 billion from China, you know. But they are, they're punching above their the weight. Or Hong Kong is punching above its weight. They do punch above their bed, yeah, above their weight. Yeah, and you think of in the Gulf, which I'll be at next week, um, we've got Tai Chi Ko, who's already won on the Asian Tour in Hong Kong. Yeah. We'll be representing Hong Kong with, uh, you know, and, and we've got uh, Tiffany Chan, as I said, in the ladies, uh, who's, you know, two Olympics behind her and, an, you know, she is a seasoned competitor. At and this. you are following her avidly, I know that. So tell us a bit more about and there's that. Me- yeah. there's a, well, there's a, there's a men's and women's golf event which takes place at the same time, which is one of the nice things of the Asian Games, that four days, men's and women, all playing at the same time on the same course. So, And there's a team aspect to it. There's not only individual goals, as there is in the Olympics. There's, there's a women's team goal and a men's team goal as well. So aggregate scores count. So even if you're not having a great individual round yourself, you're still trying as hard as you can to get the best score because you know it could help the team. And I think that, you know, some teams have got three players and, and the best two out of three count, something like that. It's, yeah. uh, so it's going to be fascinating to watch. But the women's golf is going to be exceptional because we've got the world number, the new world number one here, Lin, Lin Ying from China who is only 20 years old, is the new world number one in golf. She's going to be here representing China. We've got top names from Japan, uh, Korea. uh, You know, cream of the LPGA Tour will be here. for And and amongst them, Aditi Ashok from India who's won the LPGA Tour, who was fourth in the Olympics in Tokyo. I mean, we've got, really have got the cream of women's golf. And we've got a very strong men's field as well, considering it's Asia. You You know, you've got seasoned veterans from India, like Andy Banlahiri and so on, who have, who have won on major tours around the world, they're all going to be here trying to win gold. And, of course, the Korean men have the entry incentive. If they can win a gold medal, they get an exemption from compulsory military service in Korea as a reward. And all men below the age of 28 have to do two years military service in Korea because they are still technically at war with, with North Korea. Uh, but the one thing that gets you out of it is an Asian Games Good. or Olympics gold medal. Yeah. Can you talk us through a little bit of what's happening in the next couple? There's so many details, massive timetable. But give it's me, like your, amount, give me like your timetable and, and, and basically well, the my, opening ceremony as well. Well, opening ceremony, 8 o'clock tomorrow night, will go on for a couple of hours. will be spectacular, so if you can catch it on TV, do. Yep. Um, there's talk of it, if the weather stays bad, and it has been raining here incessantly for three days now, that they might move it indoors somewhere. I don't know how you can. Might move it to like one of the vast indoor stadiums they've got with a roof. <laughs> they've got big stadiums with roofs, closable roofs. Um, so, you know, they'll sort something out on that. It will be spectacular. And then we really get going into the main events, starting Sunday with things like swimming, boxing starts Sunday, um, the uh, weightlifting starts Monday, I believe. Um, all, all the I'll be mainly focusing on things like weightlifting, boxing and golf over the next week or week or so. The first couple of days I'm floating. So Monday I'm thinking if it's India, Pakistan in the women's cricket final, mm. 
that would be something special as their rivalry. And they've got strong teams here in India and Pakistan. So um, um, if it's India-Pakistan in a cricket final, which will be on Monday, I might uh, take a little trip out and watch some cricket on Monday, which will be yeah. a first for me at the Asian Games. Anyway, it's not normally a sport I do. Tell me something here, Danny. I often see your work on Yahoo News. Of course, Agence France Press is your gig. Yeah. What sort of things are your readers looking for from, a, from an event like this? With, without your radio hat on. Yeah, without the radio hat on, what we try to do is, you know, we're always looking for the stories behind the stories, yeah. the human interest, the quirky ones, the, the controversies, the, the, the sometimes ugly scenes, the sometimes happy scenes. For example, the other day, like the Indonesian cricket team, they turned up and they were all out for 15, but they had all their equipment donated by the Australian. There's a lovely, by the Australians, and then their bats were donated by the French ambassador. Um, to Mongolia, whose whose husband happens to be a Brit and is cricket mad, and said, "Oh, we got to do something to help the cricket team." So she bought their cricket bats and things like that. So there's lovely stories about how, you know, just even getting here is a real achievement. You know, for for teams from no places kidding. like Afghanistan and Syria, and you know, Tibet. And we, we never think of that, do we? Fun places. Just just actually getting here. I mean, we get we get swimmers from you know. Tibet, which is landlocked. I mean, and they have nowhere to train, but they somehow managed to get here and things like that. You wonder what's going on. Um, and and those are the great stories. Like I say, a 14-year-old table tennis player from Macau. Exactly, I was thinking that. That's crazy. Fantastic. I mean, Macau you know, as well. Uh, so we're all, obviously we're trying to give, bring you the headline and the stars and the gold medal winners to our clients who are numerous around the world. You know, CNN, BBC, you name it, take AFP agency copy. We're here supplying that. Say China Daily had us on their back page yesterday. South China Morning Post used my football report from last night this morning. <laughs> Thanks very much, Josh Ball and the South China Morning Post. They were just down there somewhere. That was easy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what was that about? What were you writing about? Because I haven't seen it. Well, about the, the, the men's football preliminaries last night. China, South Korea, North Korea winning. And India, who lost their first game 5-1, uh, 1-1-0 last night. So they gave themselves a lifeline. Mm. And their veteran striker, who people in Asia may have heard of, Sunil Chetri, who's 39 now, Popped up with a winner for India. I didn't. I thought he was retired long yeah. ago, and there he goes scoring a winning goal in an Asian Games game. So that those little stories, those little quirky ones, those little personalities people may have heard it's of. Interesting stuff. Stories. We don't. We don't. We don't write any more sort of what I would call talking scoreboard copy. Where so and so beats so and so. So and so right. beats. You can so-and-so. get that anywhere. They will go on to be so. You. Can, anyone these days has a phone, has a laptop, has the internet, can look up results and things. What they want to, when they've seen the results, they want to know how did that happen? What was the, or they hear there's a controversy. What was behind the controversy? Your, your story in the Olympics, I believe it was, about the lovely Filipina weightlifter who you did. Yes. That was Adeline great. Diaz, yeah. That was awesome. Well, she, she's here defending, well, she's not defending the gold medal she won in Jakarta in 2018, which I also covered, or the Olympic one, because the Jakarta was 53 kilograms she was lifting at. That weight, that limit was scrapped because they redid all the weights yeah because of doping so she had she won the olympics of 55 kilograms weight that's now been scrapped for the next olympics so she's trying to qualify for paris she's now lifting at 58 uh, kilograms in yeah. this uh, asian games so it's it, that's almost a stone heavier than she won the asian games five years ago so she's having a bulk up yeah but she's trying to uh she probably won't win this time around but her focus is to, do, is to win gold again in the Olympics next year. That's what she's building towards. So I should be following her. Uh, Mirabai Chano, Indian weightlifter, silver med- surprise silver medalist in the Olympics. She's favourite for gold. 
India have never, as far as I know, have never won a, a woman's weightlifting gold. So those sort of stories, those unique, cool. uh, feel-good story, feel stories are great. They always they are. are. The stories between the stories, Danny. I'm going to let you go in just a second. I know you're going to be a busy boy this cool. afternoon. Uh, we will do our best to do more sports and all next week. Yep. We will. We will try. I don't know where I'll be this time next yeah. week, but I'll try and get on air from somewhere. I might be at the weightlifting, might be the boxing, might be do, at the golf. Do you get to do you get to up your performance in the Olympics when you were like live calling Siobhan's Siobhan's silver? I, I don't think you were going bananas. I, I, <laughs> the timings are a little bit different. No. The, 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 uh, unfortunately, the swimming finals are all in the evening. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're in the morning in in tokyo for american tv audiences so they were prime time for america yeah but this is reverted to a more normal uh sort of format where the swimming has heats in the morning and finals in the evening so uh no we won't be doing any of that oh so right it'll danny. be fun to talk to you next will, week and hopefully we'll, the weather will clear up we'll leave it there danny hicks live from Hangzhou. it's the 19th asian games kicking off in earnest tomorrow thanks very much danny more sports than all next